Good morning podcast, I'm Chef Ben and this is Food in 5 and today we are looking at some basic principles of cooking meat. We all love meat, except for vegans, vegetarians and people who don't like meat. Some of us like meat, I guess. Um, a good steak can make an okay day great and a perfectly cooked pork chop can solve all of life's problems. Might be a little bit of hyperbole, but it's not far off. But what if I told you that you've been cooking meat wrong this entire time? Well, obviously I don't know if you are or not. But what I do know is that I've put together a few things that I think will drastically improve the quality of your cooked meat. And if you think that you can cook meat better than you do now, then keep listening. Otherwise, have a great Friday, and I'll see you on Monday. Now the first thing you need to think about when cooking meat is surface moisture. And I'd be willing to bet that that's not what you thought I was going to say. But if the surface of your meat is wet, it won't properly caramelize and you won't get that nice brown surface color. Instead, you'll be left with gray, kind of gross looking piece of meat. So let your meat sit in the fridge on a cooling rack for a day or two uncovered. I know this seems counterintuitive, we've always been told to cover everything that goes in the fridge and you feel wrong putting something in the fridge that's uncovered, but allowing the surface to, to fully dry prior to cooking will completely change the flavor, texture, and appearance of your meat. This will work well for skin on chicken uh, or duck or anything like that as well. Uh, a dry surface is definitely key. And that's, for chicken, that's how you get like really crispy skin chicken. So think about cooking a steak, alright? If you were to take it out of the fridge and put it right in the pan and start cooking it, by the time the center was at temperature, the outside would be overcooked. If instead you allow that same steak to sit at room temperature for an hour, you won't have the same issue because the center of the steak will be at room temperature, not 4 degrees. It'll be at you know, 18 degrees or whatever it is. And so the cooking will happen more evenly. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking about getting food poisoning, but you don't really have to worry about it. An hour is kind of the perfect safe point. After that, the bacteria will start growing exponentially, but an hour is okay. Plus, any bacteria that forms on the surface of the steak will be destroyed by the high heat of cooking anyway. Doing this, allowing the steak to come to room temperature before cooking it, will allow for a more even and consistent cook. This can be done with roast as well, and it kind of helps mitigate the next point. So things are very rarely immediate in cooking, right? So for example, things don't immediately stop cooking just because you take them out of the oven or out of the pan. Imagine a magic bag. You know that bag of beans that you microwave and then put on your sore neck, knee, or nether region? Sorry, I just wanted something for alliteration. When the magic bag comes out of the oven, it remains hot for a long time. It has stored the heat in its cells and it releases the heat gradually. This happens with food too. So imagine a steak, if you will, let's say a New York strip. Let's say you cook the steak in a pan to a perfect medium rare. The steak doesn't immediately turn cold once you take it out of the pan, and that residual heat will actually continue to cook that steak a little. This is called carryover cooking. Now, in all honesty, it really isn't that big a deal with a small piece of meat like a strip loin. The temperature will only raise by one or two degrees. However, when you start cooking roasts or larger pieces of meat, the carryover cooking effect can seriously change the quality of your meal. A four or five pound piece of meat cooked on 350 degrees Fahrenheit will continue to cook by 5, 10, 
15 degrees after it's removed from the oven. This means that if you cooked a piece of beef to a perfect 140, which is mid-rare, by the time it rests and you eat it, it will be closer to medium. Now keep in mind that if you cook that same piece of meat to rare, it will only raise by 2 or 3 degrees because it isn't going to have the same amount of residual heat. The opposite is true as well. If you cook that same piece of meat to a perfect medium well, there will be more residual heat than the rare roast and this will carry it over to well done or even overdone. The bigger the piece of meat and the longer you cook it, the more it will carry over cook. I always imagine this process as a train speeding down the track. It's going really fast but then slams on the brakes. The brakes squeal and it eventually comes to a stop, but it took a long distance to stop fully. The bigger the train, the longer it takes to stop. Heat is essentially a bunch of excited molecules getting crazy at a dance party. Now I'm not a physicist, but this seems right to me. What I mean is that when you heat something, the molecules within it go crazy and start moving very fast. And if you don't allow time for the molecules to slow down and rest, it can have serious consequences on the quality of your meat. I'm pretty much positive that everyone has cut into a piece of meat and witnessed a flood of juices escaping onto the cutting board or plate. This happens when you don't let meat rest. Allowing meat to rest allows time for meat juices to calm down and reabsorb into the muscle fibers. This way, when you cut into your meat, the majority of the juices stay in and you have juicy, flavorful meat with every bite. You've probably witnessed the dreaded bloody potato when someone was cut into a rare steak too early and the juices stain their potatoes red. If that same rare steak was given time to properly rest, this would not be an issue at all. So how long should you let something rest? I usually go by about a quarter to half of its total cooking time. Generally you can tell if a piece of meat has rested long enough by giving it a little poke with your finger. If a bunch of juices come out, let it rest, rest a bit more. I know this can seem like a lot to think about, but really it's like a two to five second thought process when actually cooking and it can completely change your finished meal. If the, it's these little things, the nuance that separates what chefs do from what home cooks do. So even if you think I'm totally full of shit, try it once. Just once and I guarantee that you'll notice a drastic difference in the quality of your meat. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, even though we're over 6 minutes now. Um, if you like this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly. And there's a lot of really exciting things on my Instagram. I highly recommend you check it out. There's a lot of really great information. Uh, and again, that's at Chef Ben Kelly. You can check me out on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. Uh, or you can read this as a blog post on HowToNotBurnShit.com. Uh, and as always, if you like the podcast, please subscribe, send me some claps, or feel free to call in. I love to hear from you. Other than that, have a great weekend, and I will see you on Monday.